here's an extra special episode of Family Twist Podcast. It's just Corey. Well, not just Corey. Corey is here with Kendall's sister, Stephanie, who you have met on the podcast before. And we are on vacation in New York City. Kendall was supposed to come, but a last minute change had to happen. And I'm filling in. I apologize that Kendall's not here, y'all. That is just me. But I will let our other guests introduce themselves so you know whose voice is whose. I'm Liz. I'm B-Day. I'm Allison. Welcome, ladies. So these four are nurses from Arkansas. What kind of nurses? DQ nurses, which I can't even fathom the kind of work that you do. It's difficult. I'm sure it's stressful, traumatic. Let's talk a little bit about that, actually. It's really interesting work that a lot of people don't know about. This is Stephanie. We take care of the smallest babies delivered at the smallest gestational age, and it's a very intense job. It's very rewarding to see these babies and their families go through the whole NICU experience, and these babies thrive. And a lot of times we're able to follow them, you know, through social media, or a NICU reunion, and yeah, it's, it's just a really rewarding job. And then you get to meet other great nurses and they become your second family. Real quick, what, what are um, NICU reunions? So that's where our um, little NICU babies that are born, their families will bring them back after they're discharged and then come back. We have what's called a NICU reunion at the hospital, and it's usually yearly. We get to see them and we have all kinds of activities for them and visit with the families. Just little babies thriving? Yeah. Wow. So just so everybody understands what we mean by preemies. So a full-term baby is 40 weeks. So that means they went 40 weeks pregnant with the baby. And we have the privilege of taking care of babies who are as young as 22 weeks. So you're talking 18 weeks early, almost halfway through the pregnancy. We are delivering babies at that gestation and trying to save them and help them to thrive. We also take care of babies who are full term and are sick. We get big babies, we get little babies. And in my experience, the smallest baby I've ever taken care of is 12 ounces. What about you, Liz? I would say I probably had one a little bit bigger than that. So maybe 14. Not even a pound. Not even a pound, no. Oh my goodness. This is Allison. I think mine was about 12 ounces, was the smallest I'd ever taken care of. How do you even hold a 12 ounce baby? You don't hold them. You don't? They stay in their little isolates. We keep the isolate real humid. So like 80% humidity is inside of that bed and that helps protect their skin. That helps with lungs and all different kinds of things. And so we leave them in there and they usually have will even have a plastic wrap on top of them to keep all the warmth and everything inside as much as we can how does a baby that small get nutrition through ivs that makes sense and then after a few days we'll feed them tiny i mean tiny not even a teaspoon like maybe even a fifth of a teaspoon so a teaspoon is five mils or five cc's and so we might even give them one meal every six hours wow. just to start out. Yeah, and so when the IV that we use is very interesting because we actually put it in their belly button. Like we put where your belly oh, button would okay. go. So because those babies are so fragile, you right. can't just thread a IV catheter in. 
what the doctors are able to do is they're able to thread a catheter into the vein and then a catheter into the artery. So we're able to put nutrition in and take blood out. So really like where the lifeblood has started with a child. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It continues on there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's fascinating. Wow. What drew you all to this type of nursing? I think it takes a special nurse to be a NICU nurse. We get such fulfillment out of what we do for these babies and for their families because a lot of times these moms, they've never experienced this. And so we are your comfort. And you're not just taking care of the baby, you're taking care of the family. And it's extremely rewarding. You develop relationships with these people mm -hmm. that a lot of times last a lifetime. Like I was just in Idaho and precious, precious family and made a connection with them. And, and I was only there for 22 weeks. So I thought I would, I would miss out on those connections doing travel nursing. But I, you don't. You just develop a bond with the family, and those bonds, they can last a lifetime. And it's so rewarding to, to be a part of that family and to help them along the path of their baby's journey in life. I can tell you from my personal experience, 25 years ago, I had twins that were 25 weeks. And I was just a kid. I was 19 years old, newly married. And we had these two tiny one pound 13 ounce babies and what I remember and what made me want to become a NICU nurse was that they treated me like I was a mom they didn't treat me like I was a stupid kid that didn't know what I was doing I wanted my kids and even though we were young we still wanted to be parents the whole process I've been able to really connect with families in a way that not everybody gets to because I've had premature babies and so I remember being the parent and I've never forgotten that and so I feel like my interactions with families can be what it needs to be for them. They need to know that someone understands because it's a different kind of medical condition. It's not like anything else. There's not really a lot of conditions aside from maybe cancer or something, you know, fatal that you're in the hospital for up to three, four, six months. You know, it's it's a long term situation. Sometimes a year. Sometimes, yeah, even a year or more oh. trying to help those those babies. So for me, just being a mom, and I was a NICU mom way before I was a NICU nurse. And you were also born early, too. I was also born You early. were a yep. preemie also. Yep. I was a preemie also, mm -hmm. yeah. How early were you? I was 25 weeks. Oh my God. That's crazy. I was, yeah, I was a product of domestic violence, and my dad hit my mom in the stomach with a cast iron skillet. And she went to the hospital bleeding profusely. They told her the baby was gone. They told her that the baby died. And so she was in a little triage room in the emergency room. And I came out. And oh I don't know how they saved me. I mean, that was in the 70s. I don't know how they, I don't know how I got nutrition. I don't know how I got any of the things that, oh that we are able to provide for our babies now. But, but yeah, so it's just been different circumstances, but I mean, I kind of owe it to the NICU nurses and doctors that took mm -hmm. care of me. Well, I know that when Kendall and I found out what Stephanie did for a living, we were just like, wow, it takes a special person to be able to do what y'all do. Much respect, much love. I know it can't be easy because you go through the joys, but you also go through the tragedies. Like, there are days that there you're like, days. why am I doing this? It's mm -hmm. tough. Yeah. It's really tough all about the babies it is though and that's that's the end game and 
you know, for me, I've just always loved like labor and delivery and babies. And then after a year of doing labor and delivery, I went, I want to do babies. And so I did. And I absolutely love it. And then I ended up having a preemie. My youngest was two months early. But my oldest, who's 20, was born four weeks early, but only weighed four pounds. Part of this podcast is Kendall's journey. And anyone who's been listening knows that Kendall found Stephanie on his mom's side. And they're like two peas in a pod. But I'm just curious, so how y'all met Stephanie and what your first impressions were? It's kind of crazy um, how I met Stephanie. She actually worked at a clinic that I took my twin girls too when they were babies and then we started working together at the same hospital several years down the road later and I mean I just remembered Stephanie whenever she was our favorite nurse in the clinic when we would take our twins there and then when I saw her at the hospital that we worked at together I was so excited that I was getting to be a co-worker with her and I remember Liz's face because when she would bring in her twin daughters I would always say they are the cutest because they were like doll babies. And as, <laughs> as soon as I seen Liz at the hospital, I knew, I recognized who she was. And she's a fabulous mom to her girl. Yeah. And we've become really, really, really good friends. And well, all of us have. But I think with nursing, we develop such strong connections mm-hmm. with, with the people these nurses. And they are truly, truly your second family. And especially when we went through COVID, like we were in that hospital together and I felt like no one knew what we were going through besides each other. Because when I walked outside of the hospital doors, it was a different world. When I was in the hospital, I was with my, my, ner- with my nurses and my medical family and we all, we, we had each other. We knew what we were going through. And as soon as you walk out the doors, it's, it's completely different. BJ, how, how did you meet Stephanie? I am going to be really sappy and just say that I do not remember my life without Stephanie in it. Oh. I just don't. I love her so much, and she's definitely been a source of comfort for me, and we've been through some really hard times, just thankfully not at the same time. She's had to hold me up, and I've had to hold her up. So I honestly don't even know how we met. I just know that she's just always been my friend allison can you top that i was gonna say i, was gonna say that I would like to, to touch a little bit about what she said about covid and kind of our trauma bond that we have together after oh. crying and being so upset at, at home and about our circumstances and trying to make sure everybody had water between our group of friends and toilet paper and just you know kind of the most mundane things but during that time period you know in the hospital they they basically banned dads and they banned any other family members. So for us, we had to be support people, not only to each other, but to the moms when they had their babies. During that time period, there were weeks that dads saw babies born and that was it. And so we were the support people trying to keep it together for ourselves and And our friends and for those moms. One mom that I can think of has been such a a friend because we had to be that for them and we had to be that support to keep them sane and to celebrate all the moments that the dads weren't even able to be there. All right, Allison, chime on in. Okay, I'm gonna just ask for forgiveness first, okay? (laughs) Oh, no. That's all you gotta do. That's what I do. I don't remember. I've just known you've worked there for so long. And I remember, I mean, you were always super sweet, like, but we oh, never, right. like, like, we weren't, like, super, we were just co-workers more yeah, than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I don't know. I mean, I remember you were pregnant with Oliver, and I was so I was like, oh, my uncle always teased me that I was going to name if Olivia came out a boy. He said, well, you need to name it Oliver, and so I always remember that. If I were going to have a girl, I was going to name my girl Olivia. Really? Yeah, I've loved working with yeah. you, and you were always so sweet and helpful, and yes. just didn't make you feel intimidated. No, not at all. Yeah, all of you guys are such strong nurses, and I think that's why I'm drawn to you because in our unit, our unit's huge, and the strong nurses are the ones you really depend on those days that are bad days, and you guys were great friends. And I think a lot of that has to do with our work ethic and yeah. our love and our passion for these babies. Mm -hmm. And that's obvious that we. Yeah love our babies oh, we and we yeah. love our, our families while i was traveling out in california you know i was worried about the same thing i'm like well i'm not going to get to develop those bonds with those families because i won't be there but i was at my unit for six months and this one night this mom was like this her baby got sick overnight and she said I called her in the morning and I said, hey, I just wanted to let you know this is what happened and your baby's okay, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And she went, Allison, she was like, thank God you were there. Mm. And I was like, it just, oh, it just made me feel like, okay, I'm doing a good job. Yeah. I'm yeah. doing what yeah. I need to do. And and I sent him home at, right the day I left. Oh, <gasps> wow. that's, awesome. oh that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fabulous. I love it. So I found out about less than two weeks ago that I was going to be on this trip. I put it out on Facebook to some of my family and friends that are nurses. And just, I knew it was going to be great, but I was just like in tongue in cheeks, like, all right, I'm going to New York City with four nurses. What should I expect? And I mean, they gave me the best answers. It was so great. I love them all. I don't know, shout, shout them out. My Aunt Lisa, Anne, who was my prom date and who... One of the first what? people that I woke up to when I had spinal meningitis in the wow. hospital. Oh <laughs> and Sandy and Dawn, and I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple people, but you, you, yeah. you're, you're all wonderful. And yeah, I knew this was going to be a really, really fun trip, especially, you know, if, if these are friends of Stephanie's that I knew that they were going to be instantly friends of mine. Oh. But like, like, we just hit the ground <laughs> running yeah we did we hit the ground running we're only on day like one and a half right now <laughs> oh my god and it's been fabulous oh my god every hour we yeah. laughed so hard last night just no, sitting around talking and playing a game it's like we've known each other for yeah, forever Absolutely. and this is something that kendall and i talk about often because we've moved around so much mm -hmm. and when you get to a certain age it's like it's hard to meet new friends, yeah. yes. you know, because unless you're working with them or yes. whatever, you know, yes. like we, we have wonderful friends in the Bay area. We haven't made as many friends in yeah. new England. I just feel like I got three new <laughs> fantastic <laughs> friends from Arkansas for life. And like, and, and Kendall and I are big on chosen family and y'all are family. Y'all are family. I mean, we, I'm not kidding, everybody. We have bonded like hardcore in like less than 36 hours. Yeah. This has been like, sure. I just don't even know what to say. Yeah, you're so easy to get you along are with. So you're so easy going. So sweet and just easy going. And easy to talk just, to. Oh my gosh. Well, you just I talk just, to everyone. I love just, people. No, you, you people. talk to everyone else. <laughs> Excuse me, Allison's gotten two marriage proposals on this trip. I just got one. One and, and a half. half. Let's one say and one and a half. half. One and a half. <laughs> 
But here's the thing. Okay, if you, and this is for folks who want to travel to New York City, because sometimes, you know, people in New York aren't the most friendly. Go to New York with nurses from Arkansas who have that Arkansas accent because and immediately... Smile. And smile big because you're going to have friends everywhere <laughs> you yes. go. Yes. We and get we have, have, we have met yes. in the 9-11 memorial. Yes. Everywhere we've gone today, yes. we've just like struck up conversations with yeah. people. It's locals. He, locals. He makes them talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love it. She mm-hmm. pulls it out of them. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, I'm gonna make you talk. <laughs> You're gonna talk to me. <laughs> I love that she she like does this oh. questionnaire. Like oh, they're yeah. just trying to drive us home. Yes. Like they don't. Oh. They're not even. Yeah. They're not even trying. But she's like, okay, where do you live? What do you do? For what do you do? Yeah. Where are you from? Where are you from? How long have you lived here? Are you married? Do you have kids? Do you have children? Where are they? I feel like you have made the Uber drivers' night. Yeah, yeah. They sure. are so tickled and laughing and just smiling. I mean, you just have this light about you that yeah. is just infectious, and I think that's. And you make people comfortable. Oh my god! Yeah, so Aww. comfortable. You're easy to talk to too. Absolutely. And you care, and your yes. your demeanor and the way you come across yeah. is very like Aww. you really, really care about people, and that really shows Aww. no matter where you go. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. And that's another thing I want to bring up. This group, this group of girls, very compassionate, good human beings. Oh. I mean. Well, let me tell y'all. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, do you know how? <laughs> liberal and progressive Kendall and I are, but <laughs> we don't these ladies are amazing. And I think it's because you've been exposed to people at their extreme trauma yeah. Yeah. and desperation. And I love the fact that you're willing to get out there in the world and see new cultures and appreciate it. I mean, like... I, I can't say enough about just like I'm just so impressed by how open you all are and how giving you all are. I mean, this is just it's this has been a gift. This is a gift. You're welcome. BJ and I had an adventure today. Like I'm gonna have to see you a couple times a year. Absolutely. We're Everyone gonna... needs a BJ in their life. Yeah. Oh Not my her. goodness. <laughs> Not that kind of <laughs> Both kinds. Both kinds. Train. Not the first time I've heard kinds. that. <laughs> oh, hilarious. So, oh my god. So I do I, I do feel a little bit bad for Kendall because he wasn't able to come on this trip. So Steph, can you just talk a little bit about how your relationship has developed over the last five, six years? Oh god. With your brother? So yeah. First off, I feel like we we favor and we look alike. But there was an instant bond. I've said this before. There was just an instant bond. And it kind of blows my mind that I haven't known him my whole life because I feel like I have. There was an immediate sense of 13. easiness and comfort with him. And it just continued to grow. Like we take vacations together and we talk frequently. And he's just incredibly easy to love and he has like one of the biggest blessings in my life is is knowing that he's my brother you know we're just we're just tight like i 
it's easy to love Kindle, and I'm very fortunate. It's that's so sweet. And sometimes I have to remind him because you know we moved from the Bay Area to New England to be around Kendall's birth father's family, which has been wonderful. But like, you know, New England is not the Bay Area. Like, Absolutely. Right, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, we, we, we struggle, especially this time of year when it's like the snow's about to start falling. Oh. But I remind Kendall often, I'm like, look, you hit the jackpot with Stephanie. You two, two seconds into a phone conversation, it's like you've known each other yeah. since yeah. you were babies. We're tight. I mean, yes. we're, just, we're tight like that. Yes. And something that I, I, I know that I've always longed for, because I'm the oldest, is a big sister. And I've sought that out, like, like professionally. Like, I just yeah. tend to bond with somebody who's a few years older than me at whatever job I'm at. Mm -hmm. But... It's so wonderful to yeah. have you, Stephanie. Oh, thank you. I just, I don't know. I just always wanted that big sister, oh. you know? You guys have been great. Oh. You've enriched my life. And I want to grow old with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know. We will. We will. Yeah. yeah. Can I join? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me too. Cielos. You know, my big goal was like to build like a commune in california with like a lot of little houses <laughs> where everybody and then one big like gathering place where we all get together on like sundays and, and cook together and oh my god that like is like that's my dream like our family lunch today yes yes exactly that's the way it should be like, uh, that's my dream area. that is my dream yeah. i would come in a heartbeat i yeah. would totally be there and adopt all the dogs Every dog, yes. every home, every homeless dog in California yes. is welcome on the commune. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, something I think is interesting is that, you know, even though we're all different people and came from different circumstances, I think we try even harder to make sure that people feel accepted and loved because we've at some point or another in our mm -hmm. lives not felt that way towards yes. people, towards our, ourselves. Yes. And so... When you talk about chosen family, I mean, that just rings true with me so much because, you know, I had to, in my personal life, had to light a match and walk away and I have no regrets, but, you know, I don't ever want someone else to feel that way. Right. You know, we've, we've all been through things in our lives and me personally, I mean, I dealt with not wanting to be alive at one point in my life and it, it it affected me in such a way that I never want someone else to feel that way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried to be a support person for anyone who is different or sad or I want people to know they matter. Yes. Because I know I felt like I didn't matter yeah. at one point. And so that, that chosen family is not about like who can give you anything. It's that bond that we have mm -hmm. of I see you. Yes. And you matter. And I think it's not about gifts. It's not about like, oh, we have to talk every day. It's, I got you. And when you're not saying something, I know something's wrong. Or, right. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, we can have a great time. We laugh. We have a wonderful time. But, I mean, we've, like I said, we've all been through things that have made us need to reach out to other people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they say blood is thicker than water, but we all have blood running through our veins. Mm -hmm. And... Who we find as family is family, you know, Absolutely. and it's, I, and I, I don't think those, just because you might be quote unquote blood related, doesn't necessarily make those bonds mm -hmm. any stronger. 
-hmm. than, the, than the people we find. Yeah, that's true. I'll and just get a, I'll go maybe four or five days and I'll just get a random text from BJ. Hey, thinking about you. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. just, I know she's always there. It's Will and mm -hmm. Allison and, yeah. and Liz, but I mean, I don't get that from some members of my family. Right. Oh, you know, absolutely. Right. And like when I went out to Idaho, there were certain people in my life that, that checked on me, that would text me, that would call me and say, hey, how are you doing? How's it going out there? I'm here if you need me. My friends did that for me. Yeah. My husband did that for me. Right. And I needed that. You know, yeah. you're in a different state by yourself. You want to know that people that you care about are caring about you and thinking about you and want to know that you're okay. I think sometimes as adults, people just think that we've got it all figured out and we're all okay and we're all just okay. I don't know about y'all, but I still like I, like I stopped growing at like 16 and I'm still a kid <laughs> in my brain and we want that validation and that, mm -hmm. that's that thing that, oh, yeah. matter, that we matter, that someone cares that we yes. woke up this morning. And BJ and I found out together that we are both teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. And our little adventure together. Yes, we did. I mean, I think there's something special about the words loved ones oh, because yes. it just says it all. It doesn't have to be blood relation. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. It's, it's those that are dear to our hearts that we are go-tos, you know, our rider dies. Yeah. And, oh, I mean, this is a true gift to see yeah. the four of you and your friendship and then that how quickly we bonded like mm -hmm. within a matter of minutes yeah well i know for me i'm not married and so i'm the only one not married although i have fun on the side but i'm not married that's all right but it's been hard not having that constant support yeah. person at my with me or yeah. like at least all right. the time right. checking on me or something and so I could always count on my friends to check on me, and that meant a lot. Because yeah. when I started traveling, it, it was horrible. It was very hard. I mean, no one prepares you for that. Like, it was so lonely. This is horrible. Like, I left my job of 23 years and did this? Like, oh, my gosh, what am I thinking? I'm all the way away from my family and my kids and... But it was the best thing I could have ever done. But, you know, just having my friends be there and check on me. And it's been, I've learned that my closest people in my life are not blood related. Right. Yeah. And I. And super, super brave of y'all for going out and traveling and, and going to the unknown and the adventures that you've mm -hmm. had. It's amazing. And I just want to say as a nurse. It is amazing. Once you get out there and you do it, mm -hmm. you're empowered. You oh, feel completely. And yeah. you literally feel like you can do anything. Absolutely. Like, I miss my husband and my son tremendously. It's been great. Like, this experience has been great for me professionally growing in my mm -hmm. profession and just believing in myself, believing that I can go anywhere and do anything as a nurse. You are yeah. a great nurse, and that's mm -hmm. what I learned. I'm like, I'm a damn this. good nurse, and yeah. I can work anywhere. I can yes. do it. Yes. And I loved it. Like, it was, it's still lonely. Yeah. I still get lonely at times, yeah. but mm -hmm. I never regret it whatsoever. Yeah. It has been the best seven, yeah. eight months of my life. And you get to see amazing places, yes. and you get to meet people. people. Yes. Like, I made friends in Idaho. Absolutely. That will be my friends forever. Mm -hmm. And think about this for a second, y'all. 
you know, I'm from Missouri. Y'all are from Arkansas, so practically the same. Yeah. 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 Think about all the people that we know that never leave their backyard. I know. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's heartbreaking. Because I'm that in is a small town, and my dad and one too. of my brothers never left, and they are and not even very a tra- some people minded. not even to travel, not even to go on a vacation. No, they're just close-minded, and I'm and just... what they're missing. Oh well, my God! Well, here we are sitting. I've never been to New York City. Me neither. No, we're here no, in New York City well, at Corey Christmas has. time. And incredible. And tearing it up. Yeah. Thriving in New York yes. City. We're not. We're not yes. flowers on the wall. No. <laughs> we we're just, riding the subway. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> and and meeting people on the, every subway ride. Yeah. It's like we're just we're yeah like we're owning the city. That's right. That's right. It's you know. It's, it's like we've a, been here a million times. Well, except for this morning, we had a, a couple of stuff. Like oh, that's all. I mean, come on. That's Even irrelevant. the people that just move here and live here, they're going to make a couple of wrong turns on yeah. the subway. But yeah, it's just, I mean, I feel sorry for the people who don't I do too. just power up and get out there and, and see yeah. the country, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. see the world. I think people just take it for granted sometimes that they're going to just always be around. And, mm-hmm. and I know for me, I felt like if I don't do this now while I'm younger... And well, will I be able to? Will I be able to later? And Mm -hmm. I think part of that comes from losing my mom at an early age, and you know, thinking about. I mean, if she could die at forty-two, I could die at forty-two. Right. Like nothing is right is guaranteed. So it was kind of always a push for me to take care of my family first, and I did. I raised my kids, my husband and I did, and man, this has been the biggest gift for us as a family even though my family's not with me all the time but me personally and professionally like like you said i mean it's like you can take on the world yeah. Yeah. once you can survive yes so, yes. Much. so much and think about what you're showing your kids yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. that was that's my big thing yes. was yeah. that yeah yeah mama i had to leave for a little bit to work but i came home every month month and a half and saw my kids yeah. every and then you get to share those experiences with Absolutely. them and encourage them to like boom i want to i, I mean, want to see youngest this was with me for two whole months this summer oh, she wow. lived with me and we did everything everything That's together amazing. we had the best time yeah yeah but i want to teach my girls that you can do anything yes. mm-hmm. you don't need to rely on anyone you can do it yourself mm-hmm. and that was the one thing my mom always told me because she was miserable in her marriage and died unhappy and mm. that's a whole nother story but you know i swore that i was not going to be that way yeah i and, was not and i'm sitting here with these ladies and i have one son who's incredible but these three girls right here are raising amazing strong young women yes. oh yes i'm so proud of them yes because that's what we need yes we need to empower women absolutely and, and these three my three friends here are doing that yes this next generation of women are going to rule the world yes <laughs> yes and we need it Yes, we, we yes, need we it. Do. Yeah. We need kindness, love, and we need acceptance. Yes. And our and country is lacking that. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, respect. Respect for differences. We're okay. Yes. I'm okay that you're different from me. I'm okay that you yes. may worship, you know, who you worship and steal how you feel and love who you love. That has nothing to do with me. My job is to respect you and to treat you like yes. a human being. I don't have to agree necessarily with everything that everybody does but 
that's what makes it so wonderful is that we're all different and we don't have to be one certain way. And I feel like our generation growing up, it was for girls anyway, it was the prize was to marry a guy. And if you were wanted by a guy, that made you special. And, and, become you, a mama. To, and you had to be, you know, and, and become mm-hmm. a mom. And I'm not, I have no regrets about Babe, I don't regret marrying you. And I don't regret having my children. But as a 44-year-old woman now, I'm thankful that my daughters didn't repeat the same way. Yesterday, I was so just excited to have these conversations and hear how enlightened and how open these women are that just it gave me actually hope for the future you know kendall and i are like oh what's gonna happen next year um and this is this trip has given me hope it's been so exciting and and to be raising your children that way it's given me hope so thank you for that and we've got three more days of adventure so stay tuned there's more to come